Morena, and welcome to the Dawn Chorus. I'm Bernard Hickey. This is my daily podcast that goes out almost every morning uh, via my substack, The Kaka. It's just before six o'clock on Thursday, December the 13th. I wanted to talk today about the big decision made in the last day by the government around the IREX project. This is the replacement of the inter-islander ferries and the construction of a couple of big new terminals, one in Picton and one in Wellington. This is a 20 to 30 year project designed to deal with growth in not just passenger freight and passengers but rail freight between the two islands. It's a core part of our national infrastructure. It's struggling at the moment. Uh, essentially we've got ferries not really designed for the job, uh, which are getting old, which keep breaking down, and in one um, nearly disastrous situation, uh, lost power in the middle of Cook Strait, one of the most dangerous stretches of w- water in the world. Uh, this project was has been in the works for years and been dealt with by previous uh, administrations and of course the last government were heavily involved Uh, and the project cost was supposed to be about 1.45 billion dollars including about half a billion dollars for a couple of new ferries. A contract was actually signed uh, in 2021 to build these ferries and Hyundai in South Korea uh, one of the world's biggest shipmakers was on the verge of uh, um, cutting up steel and getting on with it. However, the project costs grew to, according to the finance minister Nicola Willis yesterday, uh, from 1.45 to $3 billion. And that's because of extra costs with the terminals at both ends. Yesterday, Nicola Willis announced that Cabinet had decided to not go ahead with the project, to not commit an extra $1.47 billion to Kiwi Rail, who are behind the project. So Kiwi Rail's board said because they weren't getting the extra money from the government, they wouldn't go ahead with the project. This has really shocked and uh, disappointed the business sectors, uh, not just in Picton, but in Christchurch and Wellington, at the two uh, pointy ends of the uh, um, this infrastructure channel, um, this transport channel um, that connects our two islands. This is really a decision about um, the future of this country, uh, how big it's going to be, what it's going to look like, how much stuff we're going to consume, how it's going to get around what sort of emissions it's going to produce because this really was designed for, in theory, another 20 to 30 years of growth. It's one I wanted to sort of talk about today is, um, aside from the debates about, you know, escalating costs of infrastructure, uh, concerns about value for money, uh, this this really is a decision about uh, what we think the future's going to look like or should look like and whether we're being... Uh, honest with ourselves and um, uh, thoughtful about uh, what's going to happen in the future. When you're growing your population at 1.5% to 2% per year, the population will grow 
to between 10 and 20 million people by 2100. So when you're building the biggest connection at the middle of your uh, infrastructure and transport and people pipeline, then uh, you have to think about that. Now, clearly the three ferries we have at the moment aren't working. The two ferries that would have replaced them would have massively increased the capacity and be able to deal with 1.5% freight growth for the next 20 years or so, uh, let alone the passenger growth and the tourism growth that is implied by the forecasts uh, we all assume for economic growth of you know 1.5%, 2% per year. Uh, that is, of course, <laughs> um, without a proper population policy. The other thing to think about here is uh, emissions. This project was going to reduce emissions by about 40%. The ferries themselves were diesel-electric hybrids. So they were designed to not only um, propel the ferries across the strait, but also um, generate electricity so that essentially they turned off the diesel engines when they were cruising into port and while they were in port. So not pumping out diesel in the ports or making the noise or uh, uh, using the diesel while it was just sitting there. Uh, because, of course, whenever the ferries are not uh, on the sea, they're actually still consuming power. There's a lot of stuff going on inside them. So you can reduce emissions a lot by um, using the electric part of the diesel-electric. Also, by um, using rail uh, to move things about the islands, you can, of course, improve the efficiency of your uh, infrastructure your transport infrastructure and um, this is where we get to some interesting um, debates how fast do we want our economy to grow and are we being realistic about what that means because we think you know one and a half to two percent economic growth it doesn't seem like much but what it means is a lot more stuff a lot more things moving around in boxes containers uh, stuff that we're going to consume Food, uh, all sorts of durable items. Uh, growth means moving stuff around. So if you decide you're not going to move it around, and that's not what the government said, they, they're going to come up with some cheaper options. Um, but what you're effectively deciding is that you're going to limit the growth of your economy. Now that sounds like something no one wants to do. But there's a part of me that says, actually, maybe that's what we should do. Because if we're serious about reducing our emissions and um, keeping the planet and ourselves healthier, maybe that's what we should do. Now, that's not the way this decision is being framed. This is being framed as a short-term money-saving, um, can't afford it right now, um, blow-out-of-the-costs type decision. And that's often how decisions are made, what I call lizard brain decisions. You're not thinking clearly, you're reacting to information that's right in front of you for a bunch of short-term reasons. And for the government, the short-term reasons are uh, reduce capital expenditure, reduce the cash requirements, reduce the borrowing requirements, stick to the um, bipartisan rule, which is get net debt and keep it down well below 30% of GDP, get the size of government below 30% of GDP, 
and keep delivering uh, income tax cuts for people so that they can maximise their disposable income when they're looking to borrow money for residential property. However, um, that doesn't take into account the growth of the economy or the need to reduce emissions, which, uh, when you think in a lizard brain way, is the best way to shuffle these decisions off into the future. However, the more I look at some of these big project decisions, so we've seen them recently, cancellation of the Auckland to uh, uh, um, Mangere Airport rail tunnels, uh, the cancellation of Let's Get Wellington moving, and there will be more of these big projects being cancelled, um, particularly the ones that aren't big roads. And uh, um, uh, that will mean, actually, that a lot of concrete and steel isn't laid down in the near future. In many ways, that's a good thing, because that will mean lots of emissions won't be embedded in that concrete and steel, and it won't enable the use of it for moving around freight, transport. But what it does mean is there's going to be restrictions on the growth of the economy. Now, if you're the government, you obviously don't want that. Uh, and no people in you know, conventional business, finance, economy, politics like to think about restricting growth. But that is in effect what these decisions are. And... Here's the slightly controversial thing. Maybe that's a good thing. If we're going to start reducing the amount of stuff we use and create and emissions we create. Uh, I'm slightly conflicted on this one because on the, on the face of it, we should be investing in our infrastructure to deal with this population growth that's coming. Uh, that um, we've accidentally on purpose decided we want However, uh, how we do that uh, and what it means uh, is something that we should be debating in terms of the scale of the economic growth, the stuff we use, the cost of it. In the short term, this means that um, the costs of moving this stuff around aren't reduced and in effect uh, it costs a bit more per item to move around and there will be some form of uh, short-term disasters, stuff-ups, delays as we've seen in the last couple of years with all sorts of delays and, and transport and that near disaster with the ship uh, um, running out of power. I'm Bernard Hickey, that was today's Dawn Chorus just before 6 o'clock on Thursday December the 13th. Kaki te anong.